Okay, folks, we're playing a dangerous game right here. I have um, a bus to catch in 30 minutes. Uh, my bus is approximately 12 minutes walking distance from me, um, which means that I either have to finish this in 18 minutes um, or take this with me as I walk. So I'm just going to talk really fast and see what happens. Um, community, episodes 14, real, for, real, real, fuck. Um, <laughs> season 2, episode 14, which they, they took out of the Netflix. Um, I have reinserted into my watching. Um, and then continued along where I left off the last time for, with 17 through 20. Um, I think that math checks out right. So episode 14 is the Dungeons and Dragons episode, um, which, excuse me, um, starting off like <laughs> with the fact that it's always so funny when TV shows do Dungeons and Dragons episodes, especially when they do them in such in ways that are like so clearly wrong. <laughs> like this is not how D&D actually works of like, um, Abed plays the dungeon master and is the only one to roll dice and like like people he will like sometimes people just like say that they do things and he's just like oh this 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 happens or whatever and I don't know it's just like so funny it's so ridiculous um in a good way because it's still just like a very good it's a very good vibe of the episode um they like it starts off um with this cool like sort of like voiceover like intro it's like another like one of those episodes that like is tinged with like a flavor of something else and I love it. It reminds me of the um fucking the the um 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 um, um, um Mythic Quest episode that's the what is it? It's the ever ever clear evergreen Everlight, that one, um, in in this sort of like setup and vibe, and you know it's really fun. They they do this really cool thing where they they, they play like sound effects for the, the what's what Abed is describing, and I'm interest I'm interested in the the fact that they don't do the thing that um, you know like the, the claymation Christmas episode or the um, the puppet episode does, where like they sort of lean into the the fiction that is being told around the the study table and kind of like show it as it's actually happening um i'm kind of glad i can't remember if they do that later in the other DD episode or not um i don't know i like i have mixed emotions because I, I really like how they did it around this um, around the table and those those um sound effects that happen like sort of in between all of that like it, it's really it's really cool i love it it, it brings like a real DD session to life in a way that's more closely tied to reality instead of the way that, um, you know, the Everlight episode did in actually physically, like, animating real real stuff like that. Um, so I thought it was I, I, it was an interesting choice, but a good one, I think. Um, they, what else? It's, um, I like that the, th this starts off with, like, strangely, Jeff is the one who first becomes concerned about Neil in this episode. Um, I don't know. I just like anything with like Jeff actually being in touch with his emotions is is always top tier because he's a big repressed dumb man. Um, also, Pierce is very much a dick in this one. It's like I can sort of see where he's coming from and that he always feels left out of this group, but he's left out of this group because he's a dick and then he becomes more of a dick because he's left out of this group and it's like a, a never ending cycle. Um, so, and it, it also, it like, fully makes the other the other episodes like that follow it read very very differently like i was talking about the last one where i was kind of like still on the still on the um the train of like well pierce can kind of be redeemed in this you know again this i think by the end of real life episode 16 even even like most of this 
most of this seer- this this season because if I remember correctly, season two ends with the painful episode in which Pierce like kind of comes out of nowhere and saves Greendale basically. Um, so I think season two really could have been Pierce hitting his low and then coming back up, but this episode is just definitely one of the lows of the low. He's just a dick for like the only reason being that he was mad that people excluded him. So instead of, you know, communicating like an adult or taking it out on his friends, he takes it out on this random stranger that they're, um, that they're trying to like save from his depressions. He's mean. Um, it's also just really funny though to, to have Neil in this episode just because it's like the study group's whole we're gonna pig-headedly do this thing as an answer to this problem regardless of whether or not this is actually an answer to this problem or whether or not it's right or whether or not it's wanted um is often used on each other within the study group and it's so funny to see being used on an outsider and it like actually kind of works in a weird way but also it's just they're so ridiculous um the best bit of this of course is the fade out to dramatic music as annie decides to graphically describe how she makes love to the um the character that Abed's playing um and like being able to read her lips as she goes I gently cup her right breast and then her left breast and Abed going the right and then the left and it's just how like absolutely business like she and Abed are and everyone else is just like aghast and like Troy taking notes um I just like I love her and Abed and they have like such similar energies in a very good way and that like just in the sense of like you know Troy and Abed are the ones who are often the the ones who are like imagination and you know doing goofy shit and stuff like that but again this is this is another really good moment of Annie just commits 100% to everything she does and if that thing is um playing D&D and graphically seducing and describing sexual acts um with some weird BDSM overtones to this random character that Abed's playing, then that's what it is, and she's gonna go whole hog, and I love her for it. Um, yes, there's there's the really good bit about um, everyone pitying Pierce and how much they like they they really like feel sorry for him that he feels so bad, and the way that he he responds to feeling bad is acting out, um, and I'm like again. Season season two could have been could have been the Pierce Redemption. Episode seventeen. This is the Secret Service Joe Biden episode. Joe Biden. Uh, Joe Biden. Joe Biden. Um, <laughs> the Vicky is is I I realized where I remembered the um the one character in What We Do in the Shadows from and it's it's Vicky in this. It was funny. Um, I really love the Abed um vibe in this in this episode with like the Secret Service people and especially that one Secret Service woman. Um. And like Troy asking, do you just constantly have your own little side adventures? And he's like, yeah. Um, it's just so, it's so good because like, like, I don't know. It's like this very brief moment of connection. And I really love like all of Abed's very like much like one-off um, love interests. It's, they're like, they're like these really good like meet cutes. Um, I like that they don't do the thing of like him being a, like a, a very like, I, I want to say like romantically or sexually inexperienced person because of his neurodivergence. Um, I will say like, you know, it's always, it's, you know, it's always, it's always great to have char- like ace characters or characters who just don't do romantic relationships, um, regardless of like 
what their what their actual sexuality is supposed to be on the on the screen because it's uh, like I don't know I always vibe with that kind of thing but it's just it's just nice to see that that's not the case for him because that's just so often the case for neurodivergent and specifically autistic characters is it hot in here or is it just me let me go see what my thermostat's at my thermostat is at 70 oh my god it's so hot in here I gotta talk faster I gotta leave soon shit um ah <laughs> uh, um uh Yes, it's also, it's a good vibe. Um, I, I like his one-off love interest. The one thing that's like slightly weird is that like they, they, you know, they do the whole like sort of targeting him and they don't really address the fact that like, it's like, it's not like, it's not necessarily pointed at the beginning because he's Muslim, but it's pointed because he noticed them and then they like look into him. But like there clearly is like the sort of aspect that you have to look at of, um, him being of a religion that like is very often um, discriminated against by go the government, and they they kind of don't talk about that. They just like skirt around it, which is a little bit weird. But you know, um, also to to add to my Abed calendar of when this man was born, he repeated first grade. So theoretically, like if he was in, like he could have been in the same graduating class as. Annie and Troy, and just would have been the same age as Troy, which would be turning 21 this, um, this sort of, like, the same, the same time as Troy would, but that would make th this birthday episode that happens, like, a little bit later his actual, his 21st birthday, which I think is maybe, maybe true, maybe not true, um, Again, because we, we don't know about his whole, how he pr procures alcohol in previous episodes situ situation, but just a, a fact to add to my, to my list of figuring out the timeline and stuff. Um, also, so this is also the episode of it, where they're having a student body election, and it's between, um, well, at the end, it's between um, Pop, Mr. Pop Pop Man and Leonard, who goes, <laughs> um, but it's really between Annie and Jeff, and it's really funny to see them very competitive again because this is very much an exact example of like all of the other stuff that Jeff has problems with with all of the other people with like Shirley and Jeff where they become catty bitches and Abed and Jeff where they become complete slobs and Annie and Jeff and they just like are at each other's throats um and like like you know bringing just like this this common theme of like people bringing out the worst in you but like you know in good doses it's good which is, which is just an interesting vibe. Oh, uh, fuck. Do I gotta leave? Uh, I'll finish this episode and... Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, funny to see them combat. Weird vibes. Um, Pierce is kind of shitty still. Oh, and just the end of, like, the fake Joe Biden being like, I had a dream that I was a regular president is so fucking funny out of... Con I think this is the first time that I've, I've um, rewatched this show when he was actually president now. Um and not um, just running for president. Um, so anyway, I'm going to put a $2 in my boot and then check that I can see my notes on my phone because if I can't, then I'm fucking screwed. Um, and I'll just have to pause this and do this later, I guess, or take a, take a picture. I can take a picture. I know how to use a phone. Um, okay, so episode 18. Come on, phone, work. Fucking work. Um, so episode 18 is the baby shower episode. Um, this one starts off really funnily, just mentions that, um, 
Aha, I can view this on my phone. Shit, I'm just gonna walk and talk into this and pretend- I'm gonna like hold it up to my ear like I'm talking on a phone with somebody. I'm just rambling, non not shutting up at all, which is how I just talk to people on the phone anyway, so it, it's, it's really not that different. But um, okay, we're gonna zoom. No, wait. Five? Okay, 18? I can, I can maybe have five more minutes. I, I'm just- I, I don't know how time works. Okay. Baby shower episode. I forgot that Chang has been living with Jeff since Valentine's Day. Um, and this was a fun reminder. I like, I genuinely love how much thought is put into the continuity of this show. There are bits and pieces that are like left out and, you know, um, threads that get dropped. Excuse me. Um, but that sort of like through line, they, 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 um, the ass crack bandit gets mentioned for the first time in the presidential election debate one, the, pr the previous episode, and they bring it up again in a later season, and it's, like, really, like, it's a fun, like, throwback to this thing that I, like, I think I remember, like, looking up at some point that they had mentioned it, um, but not actually recalling that, um, um, anyway. Um, there's, there's this, there's this good gag where Britt is about to have sex with this man, and then he, um, admits that he's a war criminal, and the, there's a trombone, and it's, like, from, like, the gag is that, um, the guy's next door neighbor is a jazz musician, and he goes and bangs on the wall and is like, be quiet, and it's such, <laughs> it's such a good example of, like, the kind of humor that's on this show that I absolutely love, um, just like the, the the sheer amount of like meta humor that that exists um this is also kind of like a not nothing big happens in this episode episode except for some like vague emotions re chang um and like jeff kind of looking out for himself only like as he kind of like screws over surely with with chang or whatever um it also just really reminds me of how much i genuinely love andre and okay with that i'm gonna start walking my problem is i can't look at my phone and also pretend i'm talking on the phone at the same time do i have everything i need phone bus pass headphones shoes mask oh boy that would have been shit terrible my problem is i usually take my bag and i'm not taking my bag with me because i want to be light and free i don't know what i'm talking about i think i have all my shit okay onward um so i do i really like andre trying to be nice um the heck is this i got a notice on my door what is this Hold up. Door getting closed. Notice to all occupants. Um, oh, it's just an inspection notice. Okay, I'm good. Uh, this episode will not be short. Anyway, um, I really, I do genuinely like Andre in this. He's, um, like, you know, you're kind of, like, trained to, to dislike him because he's only known as, um, Shirley's, like, cheating husband. But he's genuinely, like, such a like a good person in all that we see of him like outside of like what we know he has done um he like tries to reason with Shirley about like being okay with Chang being in their life um which like you, you can see is like a little bit of like um sort of not quid pro quo I don't know what the word is he's like being nice to him because that's kind of what he'd want golden rule there we go um but I don't know he's just, he's just a very a very good person in that um, there's also a throwaway line Abed has about, um, making a thorough documentary and having a, um, camera in his, 
in his dorm room because of that. And I'm talking about this to, to stall time as I try to unlock my phone again because I don't remember my other talking points. Um, uh, what is it? Okay, the other two things I have about this episode are um, there's another throwaway line that Abed has about giving Britta a, um, a sweatshirt that he had made after the paintball thing. Um, and he, sorry, um, and he, like, doesn't give, doesn't give her the, the sweatshirt or whatever, but, like, later on in the episode, Jeff is wearing his own, like, he, he mentions that he gave everyone stuff, and Britta's like, I never got one, um, and Jeff is wearing his, um, when he's in, <laughs> when he's in prison very briefly, um, and it's just such a funny little, like, thing, and it just looks so good, because it's, like, wow, like, like, Jeff, I think Jeff was, like, going running or something like that, I don't know what the deal was, but, like, it's so, like, he, it's so cute, like, he wore this shirt that, that, um, that his, his friend made for him, it's just, just good vibes, um, and it's also, it's another episode where they, like, smush together, um, people that they don't normally put together, and in this case, it's, um, Britta and the boys, and, um, whew, I'm out of breath, I don't know why I'm, it's just because I'm talking at, like, lightning speed and also walking at lightning speed, um, but it's another, it's another good, like, yeah, mashing people together and seeing how they interact, and it's, like, kind of funny to, like, get this sort of glimpse into the boys being, like, so upset that Britta has been, like, ruining their friendships for them, for, um, with all of the, the people that she slept with, and it's, it's, it's just a, it's just a funny, ridiculous episode, very, like, non-consequential in the grand scheme of things, except for maybe, like, the whole Chang thing, but, yeah. <sighs> okay. Um, episode 19 is Ovid's birthday episode, which is another really good one. Um, also, I- can you hear that airplane? Probably. They're very loud here. I'm right by an airport. Um, anyway, um, it's a very good one. I really like- like, I- I've not thought about this until, like, now, but I am, like, very impressed with how, um, how good of an uh, how good of an actor Danny Pudi is to be able to not only play Abed but like play Abed playing other characters and um there's just like this this really good like it's just so clear that like he's um like it's not just like a diff like it's not the actor playing a different character it's like the character playing different characters and you can see like bits of Abed in this sort of portrayal of, like, the normal person that he's playing in this episode, um, which is really funny. Um, I'm, I also really love the fact that, um, Jeff is the person to put this, this whole birthday shindig together for Abed, and it's, like, such a thoughtful, like, act, um, and there, there's, like, the fun, weird dynamic of, like, Troy being a little bit jealous that, um, that Jeff has come up with such a good, um, like, uh, a good, a good idea for Abed and a good present for him too, or whatever, and it's, like, a fun kind of, fun kind of vibe of the episode, but also it's just that, um, like, this, this thought of, like, how much thought he put into, like, what would be a good, fun party for him is, like, it's just, it's really touching, and he, like, does a good job of it too, and I don't know, it's just, like, one of, one of those things, again, where I'm, like, their friendship is such, such an underrated one. Um, whew, okay, I got a stitch in my side. Um, also, I absolutely love that um, 
Danny Pudi actually plays Abed in Cougar Town. Um, in <laughs> Cougar Town, there is one episode in which Danny Pudi playing Abed, like, kind of awkwardly in the background. <laughs> um, it, it, like, because it's, like, you can tell for, like, clearly that it's him. Um, it's not him doing the exact thing that is described in this in this episode, but it, it is him playing somebody in Cougar Town. It's a really funny, um, it's a very good, very good very good thing um also just his his monologue in general in this episode is so about cougar town it's so good like i don't know it's just a very like it's a very introspective in a way that's like you know it's 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 meant to be scripted he came up with this whole plan to do dinner with andre but also it's very much like true to to who he is as a character and to who he's talking to um and there's like the one bit that they have where um, Jeff is like having this conversation with him and he's like, you know, like we, we spend most of our time lying and Abed's like, we don't lie when we're alone. And Jeff is like, we do most of our lying alone. And it's like a genuinely good, good, real conversation that he has with Jeff. And it's really funny to see him slowly breaking character um, as Jeff like starts to, to, to reveal his like big dark secrets or whatever. Um, and it's very much like very much specifically that vibe of like you can see like the character that Abed is playing melt back into Abed um and it's just such good acting and I uh, it's, it's very good um what is it um and yeah and so and Jeff getting angry about I realize I'm gonna be right by this fucking road and it's the loud road of all of the of all of the cars um rest in peace I guess I'll just shout about this shit um, um, so, oh my god, is that my bus? Jesus Christ, guys, I'm gonna die. Um, oh man, oh man, okay, that means that I'm, like, either it's gonna leave before me, or I'm gonna have to, um, so I guess sit on there as I wait. To be fair, I think this was the bus that, like, a few weeks ago left really early for me, um, just so that the guy could sit, like, um, I sit at an, a different stop for a while and then like way past the, the time and talk to a buddy. Um, anyway, where I was going with this is that I almost got hit by a car. Um, is that, yeah, so, so Jeff says something about how this is, this was this like not a real conversation. I probably could cross right now. Shit, goodbye. Um, um, he talks about how like, you know, like, oh, but, well, like was this re not a real conversation? Um, and gets really frustrated about it. But it's like, it's tough because that's exactly how um, this character has all of these tough, like, real conversations is through this lens. And so, like, um, I don't know. Uh, shit, this bus is here. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to put pause on this. Oh, I hate the thought of that. Um, but I... I it's gotta, it's gotta happen. I'm sorry, I'll, I'll talk about more about this later. Okie dokie. Um, well, this one's gonna be all over the place, folks. Um, I'm walking, uh, and there might also still be loud cars and also other people talking, but that's okay, because I'm just gonna talk about community for some more time. Um, I don't remember what the last thing was that I said, um, so I'm just gonna go back to my little notes um oh yeah it was probably like about the 
this wasn't a real conversation type thing of um just very much that 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 whole vibe of like this is how this character you know you know does this kind of um conversation and communication and it's like a valid way to do so um and yeah i don't know it, it's it, but it is a very good good dynamic between the two of them when they have their excuse me um their conversation later at the um the bar that um Jeff was trying to get Abed to go to, and, um, um, you know, how Abed, like, describes what dinner with Andre is, is this character, um, reconnecting with a weird friend that he's been avoiding lately, and, and Jeff is like, you think I've been avoiding you? He's like, well, we haven't hung out as much recently, and it's just like, ugh, <laughs> like, ow, like, the, the way that, that he decides to reach out is by, you know, staging this homage, um, with like with so much like care and i don't know it's, it's just very good um and i don't, I don't know they, they have this line where he's like talking about how everyone is growing and changing all the time and he's like i don't need you to grow or change and i'm just like like damn that's so good um and it's got it's got a very good end tag too and also like a very good like abed surprising jeff with the party moving locations um and it's like it's it's very much the like do something good for someone else on your birthday um kind of thing that um i support um anyway so i think that's that episode the last one is episode 20 which is the one in which pierce almost marries the um the heiress of another moist helmet thing um which is a very wonky episode it's another one where like nothing really happens um Maybe you can argue that, like, Pierce has... Eh, should I cross? No, wait. Um, maybe you can argue that, like, Pierce gets some some characterization or whatever. But, um... This one is also the one in which, um... Troy lies about the fact that he was molested by his uncle as a kid. Which is a terrible... Um, terrible plot device. Even more terrible because he does the whole thing in order to get Britta to like him. Um, but it does kind of bring up this, like, interesting dynamic of Britta's is that she, like, she likes to fix people and she likes all these broken people. Um, and I think there's, like, another, um, mention of that later on in the show in when the carnival comes to town and, um, Troy, like, texts her and it's, like, a good running theme that gets established and continued. Um, so as much as I hate it, I'm also kind of like, mm, I get it. Um... I also, I do really like the Pierce plot of this, this episode, the, the Moist Hallette heiress thing. Like, again, I hate him as a, as a person. I um, think he deserves to um, get redeemed or whatever, um, or if not redeemed, like, completely blown off way, way earlier in the show. Um, but that, that other character is also, like, like, Jeff has a good point when he was like, yeah, you guys are just as kind of um, racist and wild as as each other so you kind of deserve each other which is really funny um it's another one where like not much happens i said uh, um abed c plot iconic uh this was the one in which he like knew who who the boss is as a um as an answer to the question who is the boss and then decides to you know tell everybody and prove to everybody and it's just it's just such an iconic like no he knows what he's about and he just 
does it and tells everybody and it's good. Um, I love his confidence. I <laughs> um, just want to like shave off a little bit for myself. Um, and then also the end tag is so funny because it's just like, it's one of those things where like they, they have this throwaway line at the end and they do that a lot, you know, just have these throwaway lines and like, oh shit, oh no, I still have my mask. Um, where they, they have these like throwaway lines and stuff like that. Um, but you don't expect anything to come from them. And then you have um, Troy and other um, black Greendale students putting on a production of Fiddler on the Roof, just as he was saying it. It's a really, a really good, really good, really good tie-in. Um, anyway, that's the end of this. Um, this. This one was all over the place. Sorry about that, but goodbye.